Good morning, listeners. Hello, hello, and welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. We're a daily podcast, and I'm your host, Pamela Staten. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Abby and Saba and Maria and anyone else who might be feeling a little bit under the weather. We are praying for you and we're praying for your healing. Our God is so good. Let me share a few scriptures that will hopefully assist with your healing. And this goes for everyone. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Jeremiah 17, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. James 5, And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And 1 Peter who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by those whose stripes were healed. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know. But when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, and taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is and not as I would have it. 
trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will. I want to be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Alleluia. And from Choose Joy, it says, Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And that's Philippians 4, verse 4. When God is the source of our joy, we will never lose that joy. Circumstances may frustrate us and break our hearts, but God is able to supply all our needs. He is able to restore broken relationships. He can give us new jobs or help us to succeed at our current job. Through it all, despite it all, we can rejoice in knowing that we are God's and that he loves us. Dear Father, thank you for loving me. Help me make you the source of my joy. Amen. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more readings. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. There are requirements for waiting on God. Waiting for God's timing is neither passive nor idle. It takes discipline and commitment. Dr. Charles Stanley gives us four basic requirements for successful waiting. Number one, faith. The Lord's ways and timing are nothing like ours. From a human standpoint, He usually does things in a totally different way than we expect. But as we trust him more, we'll discover that his approach isn't so strange after all. And when we live in harmony with God's will, his timing starts to make sense. Second, humility. To wait for the Lord, you must be convinced of your need for him. Submission to his divine will requires humility. You cannot charge ahead with your own plans at the same time and be fully surrendered to God. Number three, patience. Are you willing to remain in your current position until you receive clear divine direction? Pausing for clarity from God does not mean that you disengage and allow circumstances to fall apart around you. Waiting upon the Lord is a deliberate decision that requires patience. Number three, courage. Waiting for God often takes courage, especially when there is pressure to act. If you're not careful, you might stop listening to the Lord and follow other advice. 
So keep your ear attuned to the voice of Almighty God and you won't go wrong. Waiting upon the Lord is one of the wisest, most important decisions that we make in life. Patience, courage, humility, and faith. Contrary to popular assumptions, it is an active endeavor that requires faith, humility, patience, and courage. When you rely upon God and wait for his timing, the various facets of life fall into place. Amen. And I agree. Okay, God's promises. It says here, Psalm 139, verse 15, you know me inside and out. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit. The psalmist says that our master designer knew all about us from the time we were formed in our mother's womb and even before we were born. He knew all the days of our individual lives. We can't begin to number the precious thoughts that he has about us, and they number more than the grains of sand on any beach. Psalm 104, verse 24. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. The only way to describe God's ongoing creative activity is extravagant. Thunderclouds gather over the prairies, and afterward, he scatters the wild flowers as far as the eye can see. He fills the oceans with orcas and urchins. A single maple leaf is woven with greater intricacy than the finest French lace, even though it will fall with the winds of autumn. New stars are born every day, a new sunset painted and swept away each night. Yes, God's creative activity is indeed extravagant. Amen. In God's way, day by day. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Many believers do not understand the vast riches that they already possess in Jesus Christ, an infinite treasury of wisdom and knowledge and all good things. The moment you accept him as your savior, you receive everything that God is. 
everything that God does and everything that God provides, you lack nothing. God's immeasurable, overflowing love and power are available to you by his grace for every trial, every decision, every challenge. Amen. Stay with us and we'll be back with more prayers. Stay right there. Joni Tada, the author of God's Light Shining Through Me Every Day, has this question. What do you really believe about God? Not what you say you believe or even ought to believe, but what do you actually hold to be true about him? Here's how you can know. The next time you run into a difficult, painful, or even heartbreaking situation, watch how you react. Nothing reveals the stuff of which your Christian beliefs are made of than tough times. Maybe that's why scripture urges us to glory in our sufferings and James counsels us to welcome trials as friends. In fact, these hardships will teach you, as nothing else can, the real quality of your faith. God, of course, already knows what's in your heart. He just wants you to know. Do you believe he is kind and good? Do you believe he's in control of the details? Do you believe he is sovereign and has a purpose for your suffering? Well, how you respond to your trial will make it plain to you. Lord, I know how often my mouth gets ahead of the reality in my heart. I can say or write faith-filled messages by the dozen, but it all rings hollow if I don't cling to you when I suffer. I'm really tired of just talking about it, Jesus. I want a faith that runs deep and carries me through anything. Amen. Thank you, Joni. That was beautiful. And in touch... Is this In Touch magazine? (laughs) Okay, it says, We often don't appreciate things going well until they're gone. But in the wilderness, we quickly wither and recognize how urgently we yearn for the Lord. Many times, sadly, it's not until we experience deep thirst that we're able to taste the goodness of Jesus's living water. The trouble is that it might take years to realize that we are in a wilderness. Then, because of our desperation, every new mud puddle glistens with glorious possibilities like a mirage, and we plunge in, 
convinced that we finally found something fulfilling. But only the water that Jesus gives us truly quenches thirst and promises eternal life. That is why we must remain sensitive to our Savior's guidance through the barren land. He promises, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will advise you with my eye upon you. When we heed God's call, we exclaim along with David, that my soul waits in silence for God alone, and from him comes my salvation. And you can read that in Psalm 63. You can also read John chapter 7, verses 37 onward. And Psalm 32, verse 8. So all these things that we say are confirmed in the scriptures, in the Bible. Amen. And God's purpose for your life says, go to him. James chapter 4, verse 8. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. God is not like the person you reach out to repeatedly who never answers you back. He is not the delivery service that loses your letter or your package. He is not the family member who refuses to interact with you. Rather, he says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29. The Lord God wants to grow in a loving relationship with you and guide you along the path of life. This means the problem of fellowship usually comes from our side. So why don't we draw near to our Savior more often? Many times it's because we fear what it will cost us. We know that by approaching Holy God, we will be convicted of our sinfulness. Listeners, don't hold on to things that are destroying you at the expense of the relationship that will truly satisfy your soul. Turn to Jesus. Find freedom from what holds you in bondage and experience the life you were created for. I am really trying to do that. So again, it says, don't hold on to things that are destroying you at the expense of the relationship that will truly satisfy your soul. Turn to Jesus Find freedom from what holds you in bondage and experience the life you were created for. Jesus, thank you for drawing close when I call. Help me give up whatever holds me captive 
so I can enjoy the abundant life, the abundant life that you have given me. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more. Give God everything you have. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Our father is a good father and he wants you to have what you need. When you ask for one thing, he is not going to give you something that is of no use or might be harmful. But he's not a vending machine that you can just pop a few coins into, get what you want, and then walk away from. He wants a relationship with you. Am I sounding like a broken record? Am I sounding like a broken record? God wants a relationship with you. To have this, you must give him what he wants, your heart. You must continue to knock and seek if you hope to find. You have to spend time sitting at his feet, letting him teach you, letting him purify you. It is the only way that you can cut through the static of your own mind in order to hear his answer. Give God everything you have. Bow your head. Father, I love you. With all of my heart, with all of my soul, and all of my mind, I hold nothing back from you. I release you to work in my life. Make me more like you. Make me a servant. I hunger and thirst after righteousness. And your word says I will be filled. Fill me with more of you, Lord. Let nothing in my life be the same. Let nothing in my life be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. We have an unshakable love with God. Isaiah 54, 10 says, For even if the mountains walk away and the hills fall to pieces, my love won't walk away from you. 
My covenant commitment of peace won't fall apart. The God who has compassion on you says so. We must rest in God's wild, unbending love for us. He promises in Isaiah that no matter what happens, he will never remove himself from us. When we believe him wholeheartedly and rest in his love, we will be filled with fear-busting peace and adventurous faith. That faith allows us to dream big dreams and conquer the worries that keep us chained. Lord, thank you for your love, which never leaves me. Just help me rest in your love above all else. Amen. Psalm 32 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. God's love surrounds us always if we trust in him. Have you put your complete trust in the Lord yet? If not, open your heart today. Open your heart to him and ask him to become the Lord of your life today. Jesus is standing at the door of your heart. He's ready to come in when you respond. That's Revelation 3, verse 20. Or maybe you've already accepted Christ as your Savior, but you're not really sure if he can be trusted. Listeners, know that he has been helped, excuse me, know that he has been faithful to his children through all generations and that he is working out every circumstance in your life for your own good. Read Romans chapter 8. Father God, I praise you for your unfailing love. Continue to counsel me and lead me in the way I should go. Thank you, Lord, for watching over me. Amen. And look up, your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Heavenly Father, remind me to stop and appreciate your wonderful creations today. And as I look upward, fill me with your infinite love. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming to join me, to pray with me today. God is listening. God is by our side. God is present. He is holding our hands. He is watching us. He is guiding us. 
He is comforting us. He is hugging us. Please, listeners, feel his arms around you right now. Just breathe in and feel his arms squeezing you tight, hugging you, breathing life into your body, breathing love into your heart, breathing wisdom into your brain, breathing power into your body. God is here. God is real. God is with us all the time. So you make sure to have a glorious day today. Look to the left. Look to the right. Look up. Look down. God is everywhere. Bask in his care. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Bye for now.